Well, hello there. Welcome to the Virtual Rec Room. This is Back of the Cereal Box, and I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pike. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we hope to have a very special treat. We are going to be talking about the Droids cartoon series and do a preview of ICCC with Jim Orman. And we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning, multiverse. Welcome to the virtual rec room and back to the cereal box. We've got a very different episode this morning because the girls are playing hooky. Ivy, Melissa, and Dee have decided to take a little bit of a holiday. And so it's a boy's morning out. It's a boy's morning in the virtual rec room. And I'm so excited because we have back with us after uh, a little bit of a hiatus doing dad stuff, redesigning his studio, but he always brings the fun. He always brings the noise. He is the Sultan of Sound, our minister of music, the one, the only, Sean Connors. Yo, what's good, Johnny? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? I am so happy that you are back with us this morning, my brother. Yeah, man. It's good to be here. You have been missed. Are we going to go to church this morning? Take us we, to church. We can't. Hold on. I got... <laughs> we are here to preach the gospel of Star Wars droids cartoons. <laughs> and we have a very special guest minister in the church this morning. And we will introduce you to him in just a minute. I think you feeling I missed, that a little too much, John. <laughs> I, I, I think I missed my calling, Sean. <laughs> now, we also have in the rec room the Sith Lord himself. The <laughs> He is a world changer. The one, the only, Drew Milden. That's <laughs> it. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> That's the only reason I did that, Johnny. Hey, everybody. Let me turn some light up here. Yeah, you're sitting in the dark, my friend. He's a it Sith is, Lord. He yeah, has to. It is the second right. Saturday of the month, which means that Drew Milden is joining us in the virtual rec room. And I am super excited because we are going to be talking about the droids animated series race to the finish and we're going to do a preview of ICCC ICCC con um with our very special guest in the rec room this morning Jim Orman and we're going to cross our fingers that everything is set up right on his side cuz he came in late but 
as you guys can see down in the green room, he's a consummate broadcast professional. He's going to make us all look bad because he has his own podcast and podcasting company with ECP CTV Studios. It is Jim Orman. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Can you all hear me okay? Good morning. Good morning. Great. Jim. Good deal. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for doing it. And um, Jim, we uh, we start the show every morning by letting our audience know a little bit about who we are, what we do, and uh, how this show works. So uh, for those of you just joining us, we are Back of the Cereal Box. And we are called Back of the Cereal Box because we are of a generation that uh, we didn't have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. We were sitting down with big bowls of cereal, and in between cartoons, comics, and kaiju, we were reading the back of the cereal box. And that was the entire world to us, right, Jim? Yeah, that, very much so. Playing the games, doing the puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so that's why we are called Back to the Cereal Box. We celebrate the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. <laughs> and, and Jim, one of our mottos is that adulting is hard. You guys, yesterday, so. we got a love letter from the IRS. <laughs> oh, that's not good. It's not it's not as bad as it could be. Oh, but we made an error on our tax return last year with self-employment tax. And so anyway. No no whammies, no whammies. No. <laughs> so for those of you just tuning in, I am the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And uh because this show is about celebrating the fun of our youth while surviving adulthood, who am I to guide us through this journey together? Well. Star Wars movies and Avengers comics made me the man I am today. I, I'm not an expert at many things, but I am an expert at those two things. And uh, that informs the show. But uh, Drew, what, what, what do you got going on over there? Are you, <laughs> you're, um, you're struggling with technology this morning. Yeah. I think. And my career is based in technology. So it is hurting my feelings. Um, <laughs> Well, while while you were while you were working on that, uh, Sean, tell our audience who you are, what you are, who you are, what you do, what you are, and what your pop culture passion is, and what is in your bowl this morning. I've got magic fruity pebbles. We're doing a taste test for the first time this morning, and go. I Sean Connors. I am a cyborg, uh, aka seven five seven Renaissance man. I love all things 80s and 90s, um, Marvel, Star Wars. Yeah, that's me. And what's in your bowl this morning? I went for a classic and pulled out the old There is nothing wrong with a classic because, (laughs) as our theme song says, you can't beat an original and by the way, I forgot to mention that that theme song, Can't Beat an Original, is from our good friends, The Murdering Crows. And you can get their album, Four Bad Crows, at Amazon, Google, Apple Music, and anywhere that you buy music. See what I did there? See how seamless that was? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
I am a broadcast professional. Do not try this at home. <laughs> Drew, Drew Milden, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what is your pop culture passion? I finally got everything together. So my name is Drew. I host a podcast called Drew vs. the World, uh, where each week I talk to people who are world changers. And through their success and failures, you become a world changer yourself. Um, my pop culture and no nerdum is anything pop culture, honestly, from Marvel to Hamilton to Muppets to uh, what else? What else? Anything that you could think of. Harry Potter. I, I just put my super nerdum is spider-man and we'll talk about it later about morbius all right we'll talk about it later back to you johnny <laughs> and joining the boys in the rec room is jim orman jim i gave a smidgen of a of a preview but tell everyone who you are what you do what your pop culture passion is oh and drew you didn't tell us what's in your bowl um today i did not have cereal um, because I am off carbs for eight weeks. I'm Magic getting, spoon. Yeah, I'm well. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, all right. So we'll jump to Jim. Jim, who are you? What do you do? What's your pop culture passion? And what's in your bowl? Well, um, <clears throat> so um, I know, um, our name seems like a whole bunch of consonants going on and having a party. But um, we started out as a podcast called The Eclectic Collective. And what the, the, the basis of that is, is our eclectic background in entertainment. Um, you know, there's uh, six of us in the group and we all have our, uh, you know, intimate passions with fandoms. And we talk about everything. That's the whole reason for eclectic. We bring in everything. And it's my passion is having conversations about fandom. Uh, bringing people in and talking to people about what they love and why they love it and how uh, involved they are in it and uh, what they do to uh, pursue and push that passion. Um, so it started off as a podcast and we're moving into um, a documentary TV show and fan film development now. Uh, we're actually gearing up uh, for our first television show. Um, we're going to start filming this fall. Uh, for hopefully a spring release uh, next year. And uh, we're hoping to do a, several seasons of that show. It's all about collect <clears throat> toy collecting and everything. There's going to be uh, some fun uh, reality TV sprinkled in on it. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, it's just going to be a fun time. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it might be uh, something pretty big. And, and, and just, just to drop this in your ear, Jim, you, Mm-hmm. You're you're in the Middle Tennessee area, and you happen to know a really super charismatic film <laughs> personality. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so so Jim, I got to ask you one. I I told you in the notes, and a lot of people, a lot of guests, don't think I'm being serious. That we do wear our pajamas and we do eat breakfast cereal on the show. So what did you bring? Well, uh, at my age, I, I'm trying to stay away from cereal as much anymore. If I could have something in my bowl, it would be Captain Crunch. Okay. Uh, Captain Crunch was my go-to my entire life. Um, and so this day, if I had to put something in my bowl, it's probably going to be brand related at my age. But um, right now, it's coffee. <laughs> oh, apparently you got the memo from D. Barty and Melissa Stetcher 
who, by the way, Melissa is doing mom stuff this morning with band practice and band camp, one time at band camp, and she says, <laughs> good morning, <laughs> friends. <laughs> and and this is a good segue to let our audience know that this is how this works. As you're watching, you can comment in the chat and be a part of the show, like one of my new favorite personalities. Um. Cade is his name. He is the host of Saturday Morning Comics. If you like what we do, you're going to love what they do. And um, he says, hiya, and uh, hashtag Saturday Squad. They've got a great show. Cade, that's a good name. That's a great name. I yeah. love that name. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Cade's doing everything right. And uh, I love what he's doing. Um and uh, Drew Mattingly, our super fan, is in the house. He says, Drew, don't worry. Just as cobbler's kids have the worst shoes, techies have the most glitches. <laughs> Ain't that oh the my truth? God. Oh, I, I love Dave. Preach. I love Dave. Shout out to you, Dave. And speaking of Dave, Dave is one of our super fans, one of our supporters on uh, Buy Me a Coffee along with Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Maginelli, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and you too can have your name in lights by going to buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod and buy us a bowl of cereal or two or three or <laughs> heck, buy us a whole box. <laughs> and that feeds... Our broadcast excellence. Do you guys see how well I did that? I just want to say I'm really proud of that segue right there. Just clip that. You got to do that for a living. No no notes. No notes. That's just off the top of my head. Off the brain. Off the dome, as they say. (laughs) Well, so uh, before we get into the preview of ICC, so I do have uh, Magic Fruity Pebbles. And Sean so, Connors. So it's open, Johnny. Have you have you eaten like took a bite yet? Or this is your not. first official bite. Okay. I so my not. question is why is there a Nike symbol on the bowl? Because I, that's a good oh, because they have okay. I'll I'll let you on tell On the it, back, they are doing a Nike shoe promotion. So LeBron oh. is LeBron is partnering oh with God. them. So there's a there's a um magic magic um pebbles. LeBron shoe that's out there in the ether. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if it came out yet. I I just kind of fell off LeBron since LeBron wins, but these look all right. These look all right mm-hmm. in real life, and not not that picture. That picture is horrible. Well, well, but this <laughs> this gets you a twenty percent discount at Nike.com, or you can win. You can win a pair. Mm. So Sean, screenshot that so that you can take advantage of that. Yeah, but the Nikes I like, you can't get on Nike.com. <laughs> Big facts. Now, so I have opened it. I have opened it. And again, to prove the point, there is no Ziploc. There's no Ziploc on this bag. People arguing with me online. Now, the cereal <laughs> is... Don't read the comments, Johnny. Oh, my God. <laughs> the actual cereal and, is... And, and also, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, the actual cereal is red and yellow, but according to the advertisement on the box, and a good friend of mine that I uh, had dinner with last night, the milk, and I'm doing my 
almond milk, watching that girlish figure, turns the cereal purple. Now, here's what frightens me. Oh, and it like instantly turns it purple, blue. Um, here's what frightens me. What kind of chemical dye has to be in this cereal that is red and yellow to turn the milk blue or purple? Hey, if science if science made it, just ingest it. You're eating fruity pebbles. There's nothing fruity about those that cereal. No, okay, no. listen, there's no, fruit, there's no fruit in there. It, no, it is a it is a sweetened rice cereal with mm. natural and artificial flavors. And here we, I love fruity pebbles. Mostly artificial, probably. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Magic Fruity Pebbles for Naturally all the money. Artificial. <laughs> Naturally artificial. <laughs> See, I think I taste the, the magic? purple chemical, the magic dye. I think the natural that's artificial. I <laughs> natural artificial. <laughs> but you know what? Usually it's better the second bite. So let's try it. That's what she said. <laughs> Ooh, have that button on the ready. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it definitely gets better the, the more it uh, gets penetrated by the milk. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> You're naughty today, Johnny. You're naughty. As soon as it came oh. out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no. I'm feeding <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, oh, no. so Sean, are are you actually eating the uh, Golden Grams this morning? I am. Or did you just bring the? Okay. No. So in my decorative, know- my decorative Encanto bowl. Ooh. <laughs> we could talk about that movie for a whole episode. Do you guys mm. see this, Melissa Stetcher? Do you see what I have? Bowl for handle. Oh, bowl it is a- literally a bowl with a handle. A and- cup with a handle. It's a big cup. It's a it's a I've cup been, o cereal. I um, said since my first appearance here that Backer Cereal Box should be creating those. We're working on it, Drew. Mm-hmm. Working on it. We <laughs> gotta find the right vendor. So, but it is my Mandalorian with Grogu bowl with the handle, so it matches my cosplay and my onesie this morning. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. I'm rocking the uh, metal Mandalorian this morning. Ooh. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. I see we all went with the Star Wars theme this morning. I, oh, I yeah. went with brand recognition. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew versus the world. Saturday morning comic says Magic Spoon, mm-hmm. and there's also schoolyard snacks. And Ooh. I discovered a new one that I've reached out to to try to get us some samples. Okay. So we'll. we'll <laughs> Hopefully, hope for that. <laughs> Curious idealist Angel Love says, "Good morning, pocket friends. I'm noticing a severe lack of estrogen this morning." <laughs> well, that's why you're here in the comments, Angel Love. <laughs> this is what they call in um in the world a sausage party, <laughs> <laughs> which is the one thing from the very beginning I I hoped to avoid with this nope. show. But nope, you know, it was destined to happen. In a year and a half of broadcast excellence, it was destined to happen. And that's my uh, luck. That's my luck. It'd be the show that I show up for. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. broke it. <laughs> and uh, Saturday morning comics is excited for droids. 
Um, we are going to get to that in just a more moment. Hey, look who it is, George Bueller. Good morning, campers. Now, George Bueller, Bueller! Is, is coming on board Bueller? the cereal. <laughs> He's <Bueller>? coming. <laughs> That's going to be a joke, George. You know it. Because he's coming on board the Cereal Box Network with his Friday night show, Fanatic Forum. And that is going to launch on our network on May 6th. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And uh, Cade says, thank you so much for the uh, kudos. You're welcome. And um, Keisha Acuff is in the audience in the rec room. Good morning, beautiful people. Good morning, Keisha. Hashtag Keisha be crazy. Wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> no, you you need you need that one. Okay, try again, Sean, for Keisha Acuff. There we go. <laughs> now the the button you need is for the next one. The the button you did is for the next one. Eli T. Cash, who says, comment loading. <laughs> Dial up noises. <laughs> I refuse. And, <laughs> and Saturday morning comics says cereal is a must on Saturday morning. I need me some of that keto cereal going around. Yes, listen, some of it is really good. Some of it tastes like cardboard. Some of it tastes like sawdust, but some of it is really good. And Drew and I have a disagreement on Magic Spoon because I love Magic Spoon cereal, but he does not. Like dislike is a is a very small word compared to what I feel about Magic Spoon, but I love the idea of having healthy cereal. So I love that they are in business, but they will be not getting any of my ducats, aka shillings, aka dollars, <laughs> aka dinero. <laughs> well, here's the thing about fruity pebbles: it is a rice cereal. There's no grain. There's no wheat. Hmm. It's rice, um, so that's good if you're on a wheat-free diet. And as such, it is gluten-free, certified gluten-free, um, mm. 140 calories per one cup serving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're trying to maintain a girlish figure, it makes it easier. And uh, added sugars, uh, there is 12 grams. That's a, a little bit more than my diet allows, but it's not outrageous. When you look at a lot of other junk food that has added sugars in the 20 and 30 grams, 12 is, for a cheat day, I think a little bit respectable. So, Fruity Pebbles, I will tell you this. I am not a fan of the milk leftover, Sean. This is not... This is not... is no liche. It is not the Dolce de Leche. No cinnamon milk here. It tastes like chemically enhanced colored milk is what it tastes like. It tastes nope. exactly what you would think it would taste like. It's not good. The cereal is okay. just ingested gamma milk. Yeah. <laughs> so post cereals, if you were watching, I, I, I love Fruity Pebbles, but I'm going to have to stick with the classic fruity pebbles going forward not a fan of the magic fruity pebbles does post do wheaties yes okay if post if you're listening discontinue wheaties i don't know why you have it but anyway go ahead johnny so am i the only one i got a joke but i'll I'll refrain (laughs) 
Well, am I the only one that, as a kid, I would buy Wheaties because of the celebrities on the box? They tried. And, they tried to trick you. They tried to trick you. Pulling me in. And 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 it was like eating tree bark. Oh. And and you had to put so much sugar on the Wheaties to make it even palatable that you ended up with this bowl full of the sugar sludge milk. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's it's like that. It's like you literally. It's like you're scraping the side of the bowl with your spoon, and you just put in sugar and milk in your mouth. I literally just collected them for the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I had the uh, I had the box with the Olympic Dream Team, and I had several Jordans. Do you still uh, have them? No, I wound up selling them. Uh, I got out of. Uh, I think it was <clears throat> sometime in the late '90s uh, when the that first big um, player strike happened, mm. uh, and uh, I kind of got out of it at that point. I was like, okay, you know, you're. Um, a, you're a multimillionaire going for more multi-millions. I mean, you know, come on. I still watch it occasionally, but I got out of my collecting. It, it kind of I lost my love for the for following it as much as I'd used to at that point. Mm. But I, I had the I had the Bo Jackson. I had a couple of Bo Jackson's boxes. I was avid collector of those for a long time. Ooh, Bo Jackson. He's the man. If he can't do it, yes. nobody can. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Tech Mobile. Here we go. <laughs> Play the Raiders every time. Every time. Hey, can you guys hear me? Now we can. Yeah. 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 I got a, I got a pop up that my mic had lost connection to the browser. That was weird. So so how long could you not hear me? Just a couple couple of minutes. I think we were talking amongst you not not hearing you, so it was fine. <laughs> now you now you acknowledged it. We didn't so know. Now, <laughs> now it's in there. I don't think we noticed. <laughs> That's Look a at me. Use. Look at me. Look at me, Johnny. This is our show now. This is our show. George asks, happy to be on board the network. Has anyone seen any good vampire movies lately? Yes, uh -oh. I have. Uh -oh. How about any bad ones? Listen. I saw Morbius last week, last Saturday night, and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. What? Did I you go it. see it, Drew? Yes. We had this conversation already, Johnny. You know how I feel about it. I hate it so I much. Think, I think the I think the problem that that movie's having is it being in the MCU. Everybody's trying to hold it to all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. That, that in-game standard that is out there right now, and you can't do it. This was it's a impossible origin story. You can't do that. You have to separate it, even though they all will intertwine at some point. You've got to separate it and consume it for what it is. Well, and I, I said on my review last Sunday, I think that it was not a good MCU movie. It wasn't a good. It's not in the MCU. It's a Sony verse movie, but oh, it was yeah. not. Yeah. It was not a good Marvel movie. But I did think it was an excellent vampire movie. Well, they are. It is. They are mixing it into the MCU. Yes, they are. The post credit scenes and everything else. And yeah, I do know it's Sony. Very Burst, sloppily. Very. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's there. 
it's it's Sony. I I honestly think this is the worst MCU movie they ever made. But that's like MCU Sony movie they've ever made, and this is saying you think about it's the worst, worst, Bla- worse, and this worse is talking- than Venom. Forced in Venom. No, no, no. Yeah. Drew. Forced in Venom. Did you, were you doing some hashish before you saw this movie? Not this time. But anyway. <laughs> now Venom Venom One or Venom Two? Venom One I liked. Venom Two is they were both horrible. Yeah. They were yeah, both horrible. Carnage was kind of sloppy. Yeah. And I I was I, and the thing about Carnage is he's one of my favorite because he's like he's like the Joker of the MCU. He's like unhinged really nothing's really connected to this world so he's like destructive Mm and he has no like love for anybody well he gets love for somebody in the comic books like longer down the line once he gets another a host but anyway but morbius was maybe i i don't i didn't get what they were trying to go with maybe jared leto just not a good actor because i feel like every time i see him in a movie he's not really hitting the mark for me okay as a character on that point, there are a lot. He's getting a lot of heat from Hollywood right now because he's a method actor and he's that Jim Carrey style method actor. Where once he gets a role, he's in that role and he stays in that role and mm-hmm. never comes out. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of argument to does that really lead to a good movie, you know, or does it cause so much animosity on set that everybody else is thrown off their game? And how are you going to be method? Are you sucking blood out of a bag? Is that your method? I don't like. He just really from the beginning of the movie when he was in the the cave and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, had his little hand up and he was getting. I was like, what the heck is this? I'm like, don't give okay, me. So don't give was, me a. <clears throat> go ahead, John. That was their attempt to do a Christopher Nolan uh, timeline mm-hmm. shift kind mm-hmm. of thing. without the context of why he was there at the cave testing his theory basically that he was anyway yeah that was that was a little (laughs) weird i get that but but once we got into the actual story starting at the orphanage and going through the end i i thought it was really good i enjoyed it now i need to see it again to to validate that opinion but um i liked it and um another problem with me was his brother, quote unquote, that he was fighting against. Yeah. If you're if you're a vampire, right, and he quote unquote vampire, you have the same powers as Morbius, all mm-hmm. of a sudden at okay, this is the end, spoiler alert, but all of a sudden at the end, he has a power that you don't have, or he did he tap into something you don't you didn't tap into? Like you yes. guys should be almost like equal because well, you, no, he he did tap into. Uh, they both tapped into something different. He did a Kamehameha. He did a Kamehameha, and this is for my anime fans. Shout out to y'all, Dragon Ball Z. He did a Kamehameha wave or a Hadouken. If yeah. For, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? It was it, no, it was it was part of the echolocation ability that he had to manipulate either sound waves or or uh, the you know airwaves. Vampires don't do that, by the way. What? Morbius does. Obviously, did you see the movie? All right. So we, so Jim, we do have a, a saying here that on the on the back of the cereal box in the virtual rec room, we we are going to win the culture war not by destroying what we hate, but yep. by saving what we love. Love. So, so we're gonna move on to something that we all love. 
And uh, that is something nobody can argue about as a kid after we poured the cereal, as we were sitting down to watch the cartoons, we had to reach into the box and get the prize out of the box. And this week I've got new loot and I forgot to hit the card. Hold on. Hold it on. It would have been great if you did it where you pulled it out. That would be right. amazing. <laughs> it would have pulled out. New loot. <laughs> that would have been amazing. If you, you put mean, out, pulled out you something mean, called new loot. You mean like this? Oh, it didn't do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> there it is. There we go. So I've got a lag on my StreamYard on this side. I've got to talk to StreamYard about this because I'm hooked up to an Ethernet and everything. You guys are seeing graphics before I am. But um, mm. this is a game called It's a Kind of a Fun Story. And this was sent to us by a company called Pop House Collective. And it is basically a storytelling game. And... Um, mm. So you you draw cards and you tell stories based on the prompts. And this is so cool. So I'm going to have each of you tell a little story. And then we're going to jump into our uh, other new loot with Drew and Sean and Jim. And then we'll uh, preview ICCCon. All right. Oh, no, we're going to skip that one. Okay. Have you ever... <laughs> this is a little bit racy for Saturday morning. But it's part of our our uh, Saturday morning or our growing up experience. Two points, if you can answer this question and tell a story behind it. Have you ever skinny dipped? Yeah, <laughs> many many times. Um, I'll tell you about one time. So. Um, Back in the day, my younger days, when I was, you know, six pack abs and feeling great about my life, um, there was a community pool that we had. And some young ladies from around the area, you know, were having a barbecue and having a good time and we was drinking. So Why we these stories always start out with these young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a public pool. What happened was and we went to, we went to back to the house where we usually have happy hours and things like that. And my friend just steered me, my friend aka my roommate dared me. He was like, "Hey, I dare you to skinny dip." Um I didn't know what is called skinny dipping back then. I was just like, "Hey, jump in a pool naked. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And these young ladies wanted to come with me. So we all just jumped in the pool together, nude, and jumped out nude, and that was history. Did you get arrested? No, Johnny. I I, I used to run track. I run very fast. Did you get out of the pool? <laughs> they can't catch did me. They, they can't did catch they me. ban you from the pool? No? no, nobody saw me. It was like, it may have been... Wait, how, how, somebody saw you? No, it may have been 1230 at night, but it was, you know... We hopped wait. The so pool. you broke into the public pool. Well, hop, hop <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no, that's called breaking oh, and entering. Yeah. Well, it's not breaking if I didn't break anything, and I didn't. I entered it over an obstacle that was already so is, open. Is somebody so taken away at the uh, somebody taking away at the broken laws here. We got you know breaking <laughs> and entering. Uh, All right, it's, it's fine. Public it's indecency. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I was decent of a minor. <laughs> so. So, Drew, for, for being able to tell that story, you get two <clears throat> points. Jim, we're going to put you in the hot seat. Have you ever skinny dipped? 
I don't think it could be. I don't know if it could be considered skinny dipping. Um, but um, if you if you're from Middle Tennessee, you're probably familiar with uh, Percy Priest Lake yeah. and the cliffs. Uh huh. And yeah, on a dare, jumped off the cliffs. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was everybody was kind of doing something different. Um, everybody, people were doing like you know how far they could go out. Somebody did a cartwheel and flipped off and everything. And I was like. That's a eh, okay, bad here. idea, Percy Priest. Well, you know, you know, I was, you know, I was nineteen. You know, I di- I didn't make the best decisions when I was nineteen. Come on. Did any of us? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to claim I did at all. <laughs> so, so Sean, you have never skinny dipped. First of all, I've never been skinny, so I think that's. Ah! <laughs> so, have, that's another. That's another thing. I don't qualify for that either. Have Have you been never chunky, Duncan? <laughs> chunky Duncan? Chunky <laughs> Duncan. Nah. Oh. Nah. I, but even though I used to be an avid swimmer, nah, never. <laughs> See, I grew up with a pool in my backyard, and my parents traveled a lot for business. And so, yeah, we we had a lot of skinny dipping parties at my house in the backyard. And uh, yeah, so that was like a regular thing. Chunky Duncan is like the, <laughs> is like the new Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, man. All is hey, a you remember, donut with chocolates on it. Just like it could be a new 2022 t- version. You remember um, Arsenio Hall, Chunky A? Yeah. Yeah. It could oh, be his no. son coming back. Word <laughs> up. Oh. <laughs> Chunky Donkey Quack Quack. <laughs> we need to make that a thing. Oh, man. Oh, we need man. to make that a thing oh. live from back of the cereal box. Chunky oh, Duncan. Oh, man. So that sounds before- like a great Nike shoe. <laughs> <laughs> as the pumps, as the pumps. <laughs> so, pumps. so Drew, Drew, and Drew, uh, Jim, and I get two points. So mm. that's how the game is played. That that's it. That's it. You you draw a card. You you tell a story based on the uh, question asked, and if you have a story that you can tell, you get the uh, appropriate amount of points. It's that easy. And, um, you know, you could do it without actually points. And there there are other cards like, you know, a reverse or a nope or um, a block if you don't want to answer this question or whatnot. But those are limited. So uh, anyway, uh, it's a fun kind of story. We're going to be using these cards on air and live at events going forward because this is a great way for us to uh, just, again, like like we just did have fun conversations and start some conversations. Um, and Dave Mattingly says, Gamma Milk. How many Hulks did they have to milk for that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's guy. a visual I didn't need this morning. This guy's great. <laughs> this guy's great. He's great. And, <laughs> and I, I'm going to put this comment on the screen, Eli. But for everyone watching, back of the cereal box, its hosts and affiliated sponsors do not endorse any comments from the audience <laughs> in our chat. Oh no. Speaking of Morbius, that was kind of sloppy. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. we are children. 
Uh, and Drew, we're rubbing off on people. It's great. Drew, you're just jelly. <laughs> you're just jelly that you can't do a. Uh, how do you say that word? Kamehameha. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So after after the cereal, after we get the prizes. Oh, oh, Drew, uh, Sean, do you guys have any new loot? I do. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Drew does. Drew has a whole new wife. <laughs> I was just about to say, real quick, real quick. Mine's going to be two seconds. So my new loot is I got married on March 25th to my lovely now wife. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Your life thank is you, officially over. Yeah, pretty um, much. Um, I also have two kids. So it was over when it started. Um, okay. So this is my ring. I got a nice, nice ring here. It's uh, made by um, renewable metals, it's reusable metals. So uh-huh. it's uh, nice and it's uh, like first day with your new fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't know how to w- work them. But yeah, that's it. That's my new loot. I got a ring. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. That's hard to top. Sean? Uh, hold my beard. No, let me stop. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try to show it if I can. I'm gonna show you the logo. There you Ooh. go. Ooh, is that a new laptop? Yeah. Ooh, it's a raise. I don't know if I can flip it around without disconnecting things. Let's see. That's, that's a gamer laptop. It's a razor blade. Ooh, nice. Yeah. All right, I'm that's officially nice. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- so I Jim, need, go go ahead, Sean. I was interested. I needed something that was um, MacBook like that wasn't a MacBook. You're gonna eventually fall into the trap, Sean. I refuse. Just come into the fold, brother. <laughs> so now, I'm an Apple. I'm an Apple guy. There you go, Jim. And, Me yeah, too. So, I'm sorry. And, uh, well, I I work in the Apple world, so. Um, I don't have my my new loot this morning, but it's pre-ordered and on the way. I got one of the new Mac Studios. Suits up. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Now I'll I'm, battle, I'm jealous I'll battle again. you with my custom PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of new loot, Jim, um, yes, we are going to be together at ICC Con mm-hmm. in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, April... C, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and we're going to be there together, and that is going to be April uh, 29th through May 1st. Mm-hmm. And um, tell people a little bit about this convention, because I think it's awesome. Uh, it's it's it, What does ICC stand for? So it stands for the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. Um, so Imperial Commissary, Imperial coming from Star Wars, um, the owner, Michael Havens, um, huge, huge Star Wars fan. Um, so this obviously, uh, was rooted in lots of Star Wars fandom. So if you come out, it's very Star Wars rich. Um, you will see it everywhere. You'll, you know, you'll see the 501st, the Mandalorian Mercs. You'll, I mean, it's just Star Wars everywhere. Um, Droid makers. yeah, the droid makers are there. Um, 
you'll see uh, Peter Mayhew's wife and the, the, the Mayhew Foundation will be there. Um, so, I mean, it's very heavy Star Wars laden. Now, that being said, and we all love Star Wars, but um, it is, there is a, if, you, if you're a collector, if you're an avid collector, you owe it to yourself to come to this convention because uh, there is just collectibles from every fandom. Uh, once you get into the main hall, um, it is, it's everything. I mean, if you're, you know, Star Wars, uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, it's, it's heavy and it's everywhere. Um, and the first night <clears throat> of the convention uh, is a VIP only. So it, uh, standard admission gets you in on Saturday and Sunday. So Friday night is a VIP preview. And so if you want first dibs at all the collect amazing collectibles that are on the show, you got to get a VIP to get the first dibs on Friday night. Um, but I mean, and it's the convention is amazing. Um, the whole, it, this whole thing is a convention for collectors by collectors. Everybody who's putting this show on uh, Michael Havens, is the owner and he's, you know, the guy funding the whole, the whole thing. And the rest but, of us are all volunteers yeah. who are volunteer because we're so passionate about what we do. We volunteer our time to put towards this convention. And by the way, Michael Havens just won show promoter of the year of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. He went to, he went out to Vegas recently to accept Ooh. that award. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And and this year, Jim, I'm super excited about some of the people that are going to be there, some of the celebrities. We got Ian McDermott, the uh, Emperor, uh, mm-hmm. Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano on the Clone Wars and Rebels. We got and, the Clone uh, Wars reunion. There's a Clone Wars reunion. What? Matt I Lan- didn't see that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's Ashley, Matt Lanter, and James Arnold Taylor. I did not know that. And, 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 and they're doing and they're doing they're offering um, photo ops with the three of them. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that. And um, yes. some great podcasters are going to be there, like the Eclectic Collective, Back of the Cereal Box, and the the guys who really kind of set the standard for me. They they set the gold standard, the bar for podcasting, Rebel Force Radio, Radio. is mm. going to be there. And um, I'm super yep. excited to hang out with my buddy, Jason Swank, and uh, meet uh, uh, meet uh, Mr. Mac for the first time, Jimmy Mac. And that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. But the big one, I think, for me, and this is why we're going to talk about the cartoon we're going to this morning, is Anthony Daniels, Daniels. C-3PO himself. Anthony Ooh. is going to be there. Yes, he is. Nice. Yep. And he's and, going to have several, several of the C-3PO outfits with him. Official, and you know what's like remarkable about that is, I, I don't know what generation he is, but he's been doing C-3PO for 50 plus years, and the suit still fits. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. If you're getting that much gonna... money, you better make it fit. <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Saturday Morning Karmic says, James Arnold Taylor, epicness. He was in a show we're going to be covering very soon, Crash Nebula. It was a rejected pilot. <laughs> I've never seen that, Crash Nebula. Ooh. I'll have to check that out. Mm, but in honor of Anthony this morning, 
we are going to be talking about a classic 80s cartoon because after the serial, after the loot, we're tuning in to see what's on the tube. And uh, this week, what's on the tube is droids. And this is a cartoon that came out in the early 80s. And for some reason, Jim, I had remembered this being much later. I thought it had actually come out in my college years, but it was 1985. Five, and it yeah. only ran for 13 episodes. Uh, it was uh, produced by Nelvana. And um, the theme song, Trouble Again, was written and recorded uh, like on a on a four track recorder by um uh uh, uh, uh oh, I'm gonna say Stuart Copeland of the oh, police yeah yeah and I heard I'd inter- forgotten about that yeah trouble again trouble again yeah and he just recorded it on a four track recorder in his apartment uh off the top of his head and it made the cut um. Now, you guys, <laughs> Drew, <laughs> you're you're already expressing some frustration. Go go, um, go to the next person. Go. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want to do this to you, Johnny. I don't want to do but, this to you. No, no. Okay. So, so Jim, were you a fan yeah. of droids? Um. So yeah, I was when I was a kid when it first came out. So and when it Star- first came out, it was came out with Ewoks. Yeah. As part of the Droids Ewoks Hour. Yep. Um, so Star Wars is near and dear to my heart because Return of the Jedi was the first movie I was able to go see on my own as a kid. Um, I thought you were much older than me, Jim. I am 47. <laughs> Skunk again. Um, so <laughs> I, re- I, I so I remember this because it came out you know, a couple of years after Jedi, I think Jedi came out in 83. So uh, this coming out, nothing. If you want to, if you want to recognize how dated it is, it came out when punk rock was hit hard and heavy. So that's the reason why the main characters in the whole thing are, you know, they, they have, they have that punk rock look to them. <laughs> well, and, and you know, what's interesting about that, Jim is as I watched this episode and we watched a race to the finish, which mm-hmm. featured, uh boba fett Mm -hmm. and um he was he was an antagonist who was working for uh, a crime syndicate in competition with the huts and uh as i was watching this i was taken aback because i did not remember some of these elements um i i was surprised at how much the current star wars the from and I, when I say current, I mean the prequels through the sequels and the cartoon series and the animated shows and Disney Plus shows, how much inspiration visually they actually took from yeah. droids. You mentioned the punk rock look of mm-hmm. uh, the main characters in the first four episodes. That look translated directly to Book of Boba Fett with the mods. Yep. Mm. Sure did. And 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 in attack of uh, or in uh, Phantom Menace, we got the uh, this the the pod chase, the pod race, yeah, the, 
Yeah, the the Bunta races. Yeah, and and <clears throat> that is a major part of this plot um, with uh, the uh, team and their racer, the White Witch. This is Boba Witch. Fett's racer, um, but uh, they had a they had a speeder race that was very reminiscent of that pod chase or that pod race in Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Lucasfilm was one of the co-producers on this. George Lucas was, you know, a supervising director. So you got to think that some of those early seeds were mm -hmm. dropped in this animated series. They were, um, you have to, what I'm going to nerd out a little bit. Um, so, uh, what's interesting when you, when I go back and watch this <clears throat> and you go back and watch episode one Phantom Menace, um, was that originally in canon, uh, Bunta was a separate planet um, and, and was controlled by the Huts. It was in Hut space. But when they made Phantom Menace, Bunta became like a suburb of Tatooine. <laughs> so um, they, they presented it like it was all in one, one place. <clears throat> so... Um, but heavy, heavy influence um, mm. from all those. And that's a, one of the things I love about Favreau and Filoni um, is that they pull influence from everywhere. Yes. From all past Star Wars stuff, which is just amazing. The Easter eggs that they come up with and pull and their the influence they pull into their filming is just amazing. It really is. It really is. And uh, Saturday morning, Comics is all excited that we're finally talking tunes. <laughs> he loves that theme song in trouble again. He wants a full version and now he's singing it in the comments. And oh, um, like, no. I, I like this guy in trouble <laughs> again. And he really wants to watch this show. Yes. All of the episodes are on Disney plus and uh, season two, one episode. <laughs> They just put, <laughs> it was like season two. We're just gonna do one episode, cancel it, cancel. <laughs> and I'm not sure why that happened, but um, you know, some of the other influences that you see through the uh current Star Wars, uh, after the fourth episode, mm -hmm. they leave uh C3PO and R2 leave the company of the uh three uh punk rocker teens and they uh end up with Jan Tosh, and he is the one that is most commonly remembered as being, you know, the lead protagonist on the show. Um, and uh, then, uh, <laughs> what, 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 I mean, oh, Drew. But here's, here's, some, here's some more of the, uh, here's some more of the uh, influences. So one of the characters on droids became the oh, prototype wow. for Ray uh, nice. in The Force Awakens. Wow. Yep. And the, the biggest service that this show does is it explains a major continuity hole because in, um, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, the droids are entrusted to Bail Organa. But in Star Wars A New Hope, talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi, he says, you know, C-3PO says, we were last in the service of Captain Antilles. And, mm -hmm. you know, what happened? Well, this show was set five years after uh, Revenge of the Sith, 15 years before A New Hope, and scenes like this explain how the droids got separated from Bail Organa and came into the service of Captain Antilles. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and since, we, since, since we're talking about collectibles, we'll talk more about the collectibles, like the action figures, 
uh, that were issued. Ah. And um, this one is a holy grail for collectors. Big holy grail. Do you think anyone will have them at uh, have one or two at ICC? There was two of those at last year's. How much they were? I don't remember how much they were, those were going for. I know I, the, I know the original, the original, um, uh, mint on card Boba from the original set, not the droid set, but the original set was going for twelve grand. So I've seen this <laughs> one as low as eight thousand dollars, mint on card. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is a holy grail. Nerds, very much. <laughs> you know so. what I got to say about that. <laughs> you can tell that was recorded in his apartment. Yeah. I mean, you can hear the background hiss in the room. Trouble again. All right, yep. that's enough, Sean. We're gonna get. But that trouble. sounds that sounds so eighties though. It, oh, it was. That's the epitome 80s. of eighties sound right yeah. there. The <laughs> moment I heard that song, I was like, Johnny, what did you get me into? <laughs> the moment I heard that song, I was Wait like, minute, Drew, oh, we goodness. we watched Fang Face just for you. I love Fang Face. <laughs> but that, oh man. So you're. What's, you, I, go ahead. I, I take it you were not a fan of droids. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so oh. everyone buckle in. <laughs> so droids was what I expected to be, right? A lot of, oh, you thought that person was that person and a normal trope that's in a lot of TV shows, definitely during that time. You thought this person was this person, but he's actually working for somebody else. That's like a common mm-hmm. trope, right? Um the one thing I didn't like was the theme song. It, it literally, I was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't catchy as people's, maybe other people's ears are more in tune to music than I am. But I really didn't enjoy the theme song. So I was like, okay, maybe the story would be good. C-3PO was treating um, R2-D2 like trash the whole time. I was like, well, how do you respect your friend? But that was but- That was their thing. Yeah, I know, but then he just goes on with this other guy, and, and even the other guy's like, maybe you should hang out, maybe you should have a conversation with him. He was like, no, I don't have a conversation with him. I don't. I just want to have a conversation with you. Isn't it so good to have a conversation with somebody who's as smart as me? I was like, come on, C-3PO, you're acting up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, well, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched this since the freaking 80s, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, anybody, the, um, then at the end, he gets double crossed by it. I'm like, yeah, of course, because <laughs> you was acting real harsh on my man um, RDD2. So when they get double crossed, even um, when they was like, oh, RDD2, go in, um, watch the witch. He was like, CP3PO was even like, it was your fault. You did this on purpose. I was like, you wasn't even there. How are you going to hold my man like that? But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm passionate about this. Because I, was like, <laughs> I was like, how you going to treat your friend so bad? He's been with you through everything. Through everything. You're going to treat him so bad. Yep. I understand this is your, ni- your niche, but come on now. And then he um, goes off and he gets double crossed and they try to catch her and stuff like that. I did like the race, though. Of course, I love a good um, speeder race. So that was great. But overall, it just didn't hit for me. 
And again, I just to caveat this, Star Wars is not my total fandom. I know as little as possible about Star Wars, but I do enjoy it. You're but fired. It, <laughs> but, <laughs> honestly, but honestly, the story, like for instance, Clone Wars, right? I love Clone Wars. That's one of my favorite series of all time, like from beginning to end, how they mm -hmm. created the created and connected it with a lot of the canon stuff. But this show just, it, I was like, no, no, thank you. So, but again, to each his own. And at back of the series of box, we allow everybody to have their fandom and enjoy themselves as they wish. And for people that don't like it, you said sit the heck down and shut your face. So I'm gonna <laughs> shut my face. A couple <laughs> of interesting, a couple of interesting things about this episode, though. I didn't put a stopwatch to it, but I think Boba Fett probably had more screen time in this cartoon than he did in the original in the original like Empire and Jedi combined. I think um, you're right. And and then. Um, uh, I mean, what's really what was really amazing to me was how much they how far they went with C three PO in this uh, uh, in this cartoon as a whole to make him to give him more human traits. And just example in this episode, he's fighting that other droid, you know, and he he's making all the his self proclaimed martial arts sounds, hi ya, you know, type stuff, which was hilarious. And if you're as you know old as me um you'll remember from the 80s when we only had like you know five channels to, you know, of content to consume uh martial arts dominated saturday, saturday morning yes mm -hmm. sa yeah saturday and sunday mornings man martial arts was everywhere and so just that influence just it was just amazing to me how much how far they went with c-3po make it humanizing him more and more in this cartoon Oh, the one part I want to talk about is the part when I think um, the guy is trying to shoot CPO or push C3PO and one of the robots intervenes and jumps in and then he falls oh. down and holds his knee. I was rolling. I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I let her I'll be like, humanized ah! him so much. <laughs> this is crazy how much they humanized him. Sean, what did you think about A Race to the Finish? Oh, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch the episode. One reason is I didn't want to disturb my childhood memories but i do remember the show when it originally came out and it was one of them things where it wasn't we didn't have too much star wars anything that's so, right because it was a star wars it was a cartoon it was the dark care how terrible it was it was great just because it was something star wars star wars yeah now we have a great question from saturday morning comics um, he's, he's being exposed to this for the first time this morning. Um, and he loves it truly. But the question is, did Ewoks last a long while after droids? And I think it did. He, mm -hmm. he says, I have to ask because I know it was more com commercially successful, right? Successful. Mm -hmm. It did last longer. Did it last three, three seasons, Jim? Do you know that? Yeah, I believe, I believe it did. Yes. Um, and it was way more com commercially successful. Hmm just because it was the Ewoks, man. Um, I mean, everybody loved the Ewoks. Well, and you know, here's, here's my thing about the droids cartoon. So my, my review is that I was shocked at how much material uh, and influence we see in this cartoon that we see throughout the rest of the saga after this was made. Um, I was, I was, um, I thought the story was solid for Saturday morning kids cartoon. The story was, mm -hmm. was well-written. Anthony Daniels did the voice of C3PO. The cast was killer. Uh, Cree summer played a character. 
Um, she was uh, Princess Garen. So we mm-hmm. and and the the who's who of voice actors on this is pretty amazing. Um, so great casting. But what uh, struck me was how clunky the animation was. The frame rate animation was not up to the standards that I think Nelvana had become known for. And it just, I mean, maybe it's because they're going for the stiffness of the droids, but it felt the whole thing felt very stiff and clunky. Well, back then also too, animation was super rushed. Um, Mm. They were way rushed to get animation out and they still were trying to figure out the whole thing. Um, If you go back and really watch it, especially this episode, um, I went back and, did some frame freezes and everything. And there's so many errors in their er animation in this because, and you can tell no animator wants to put a, you know, a half done product out there, but I think the studios rushed it too fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, you you could tell. There was one where R2 was um, opening a door and it showed the light panel and Mm -hmm. the bottom he's in front of the light panel, but the, the bottom light on the panel is in front of him. And yeah. I'm like, okay, what some magic thing just happened with R2? What, I know. what is going on here? You can see through his dome. <laughs> I mean, and, and that wasn't that wasn't just like a split second one frame. No, it was that the, was an extended. It was there for a minute. Which yeah. means that had to be there for like 30 to 60 frames. And nobody caught that and thought, yeah. oh, we should correct this. Yeah, there's a there's a point when one of the uh, speeders is coming out of the tunnel on the pod race, um, and there's like a it's sitting there. The speeder's sitting there for a minute, and then they flash, and there's a placeholder that kind of pops up for a second. That's a placeholder in animation that's meant to be replaced, but they left it in because they <laughs> somebody forgot to go back and take it out. Oh so. my gosh, that's a, maybe that's why it didn't last more than thirteen episodes. But I, I gotta say, here's the failing of this show is you have a Saturday morning cartoon. You have the production facilities with Kenner to create mm-hmm. a great toy line. And this was the full extent of mm-hmm. the toy line along with Boba Fett. And what was that know, green a, thing on, on, um, what was that green thing? What is that? That's the it, lightsaber. It was, oh, okay. 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 Luke's, what? It's meant to be a launching lightsaber. I think. Which, you know, this series happens long before that. But, but, you know, what's funny about this is they're just repaints, for the most part, of the classic uh, Kenner Mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. But, Jim, I don't remember ever seeing these on toy store shelves when I was a kid. I I think they blundered severely with the toy line. And if the toy line had sold that cartoon series would have gone on longer. Well, I mean, you know, it's many blunders in the toy era back then. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, we could talk, we could have a whole show about toy blunders. Um, but. Oh, yeah, are we talking we, about the uh, current uh, Hasbro treatment of the star Wars um, uh, license? Uh, we're not going to yeah, go there. Yeah. yeah we, Ultron? Like I said, whole episode, whole episode, okay. <laughs> whole episode, but. Um, yes, I'm with you, John. I don't remember these being on the shelf. I don't remember seeing. Them. I found them later on as an adult in the collection. Yeah, me too. World. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I do not remember seeing these on the shelf at all whatsoever. I remember seeing one figure, um, the uh, purple guy with the uh, kind of mohawk and mullet. 
Um, I saw his figure like years later in a clearance bin at KB Toys when I was in college. That's the only figure I ever saw on on store shelves. And I really wanted a Jan Tosh figure because I loved that character. Never, never saw it. Mm. Yeah, I never saw any of that stuff in stores at all. Not even in a clearance bin. But I will say this. I, I showed this earlier. Hasbro has released a droids slash holiday special uh, Boba Fett um, because the, the paint job that he has in this is, you know, the color scheme is the one from the holiday special uh, where we first meet him. And uh, I want this. I, I really, nice. really want this. So that's uh, nice. That's, that's a hydro, be, Hasbro Pulse? Uh, no, that's Black Series. Um, okay. But, uh, and it came out, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so I, I got to find it and get it. But for those of you wanting to take deeper dives into droids, you can watch all of the episodes on Disney+. Plus. They also had a Marvel Comics series through Star Comics. And then later, Dark Horse Comics did a serious, quote-unquote, droids series that was really pretty good and um there's a a scene in the droids comic series from dark horse that for those of you who saw rise of skywalker you will recognize with um c-3po carrying chewbacca's bowcaster um that came Mm -hmm. out of that comic series i'm a big dark horse fan so i'm searching that right now I love Dark Horse. Dark Horse and Image are like my two, one of my two favorite comic comic book brands other than Marvel. So, so Jim, talking about the uh, the toy line, how you're you're involved with ICC C and 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 other collectible, you know, collectibles and collector mm-hmm. uh, events. How often do we see these toys popping up at collectible events? I have seen them at every. We've been doing this since 2018, and I've seen. Uh, multiples of these particular figures right here. I've seen them at almost every one of our conventions we've had, we've had. And what's the average cost? Do you know? I don't remember. Um, I do know that the Boba Fett is obviously Boba Fett and R2 were the most, uh, were the uh, highest priced ones, but I don't remember exactly what those were going for. These are, these are not ones that I seek out for my own collection. Um, and it's, for me, it's I'm, I'm weird. I'm a weird collector, and I hate the cards on these things. Um, I hated the <laughs> color schemes and the way, the way they did the cards on these. So for me, I, I never really wanted these in my collection. Um, so um, I, I never really pay much attention to it. You know, it's kind of like so, you, you drive in your own lane type of thing. <laughs> yeah, as as a collector, um, well, I, I I guess most collectors who would be after droids toys want them mint on card. See, I'm. Yes. I'm a I'm an out of the box collector. I keep I'm on a, telling you about that. I, I know, I know, but, but I like to get the figures out, play with them, pose them, put them on the shelf. That's that's I'm, how I. I'm both. I'm both. I have one of each. I have a beater, and I have one in the box. Okay. For, for everything I collect. Wow. Now I did see the C3PO at a local toy store at uh, Hitchhiker Toys about a month ago, and it was going for eight hundred dollars. Um, now here's the good news. Uh, Hasbro Kenner this year has reissued this C3PO. It's the yeah. only toy in the I, series I, I that they've reissued. That. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I had totally forgotten about that because um because when Anthony Daniels was announced, um uh, I got one for my son because he's gonna get he's gonna use that to get Anthony Daniels' signature. Nice, smart move. <laughs> very very cool. Yeah. Well, I can't believe it. Time flies on this show so quickly. We're already over the hour. I don't want to keep us too long, but I promised Drew, and I promised Sean that we would have this conversation. Oh man! Oh, let's do this. Let's do this all day, every day. Oh, let's do this. So, I am a huge Moon Knight fan. Uh, he is one of my top five favorite Marvel characters. And uh, <laughs> let's stretch. Let's get this going. Come on. So, I went into this series with deep, deep, deep knowledge of the character, and all I got—no uh, spoilers. All I'm going to say is. I'm loving it. I oh. love this show. John, you you told me from the beginning when it was announced that you love this show and I mean you love this character and I was like, uh, I really don't I really don't know about him at all. First episode and I keep on telling this to everybody. Best first episode of any MCU series I've seen thus far. First episode, as far as creating a back backdrop that you can understand, creating a character development, immediately understanding his flaws and his strengths, and then the second episode just goes even deeper into it. I have fallen in love with, with Moon Knight. I am a big. I love um, Egyptian mythology, and in the connection with that is even deeper. And I really am loving this show. Like if anybody hears the sound of my voice, go and watch this show immediately. I've been talking about it to my friends. I've been talking to it all about with all my nerd friends, with my friends that don't watch shows at all. I was like, you need to watch this because it breaks into again, mental illness too. And for for Marvel to have shown this in when the eighties, John nineties, eighties, nineties, or seventies, um, he came out in nineteen seventy five in um, uh, Werewolf by Night number thirty four. For for him to for them to show it during that time and now to be in the forefront when mental health is really really in the forefront of a lot of like businesses right now is highly important. And then how he goes through it and how there's a strength for him to find his connection between all these different voices in his head is super, super dope. And the character of Moon Knight, I've just seen him fight twice so far. And I'm like, there's countless, countless. I just want to hear all the backstory about how the original like avatars and everything. There's so much more there that I don't know of. I'm actually today going to go out and look in my local comic book store, second and Charles, shout out to them. Um, I will. And, catch a couple moon knight comics myself or maybe some book series i have grab to. grab the moon knight epic collection okay if they have it um that's like a collection of the greatest hits of moon knight over the last what 30 40 years um that's a good one to start with um and um yeah go from there yeah sean what did you think about moon knight so like i'm with drew i didn't know too much of the story before mm-hmm. But so far, it's like, and I'm a, I refuse to read the comics because, like, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones came to me as the TV show first, so then I didn't read the books because I wanted to experience the story 
as the TV show. And I felt like, because I got one of the books and I started reading, I was like, hold on, it's too many spoilers. I'd rather just <laughs> have that experience, right? So that's how I am with Moon Knight. And it and to me, it was I it's a rare, I didn't he I for some reason he didn't come across my universe at all. This is the first that I'm really getting into his character. So for it to be a new character for me and for it to tick so many check boxes and be badass and yeah. um just the story and it, i didn't have to like drew was saying i didn't have to be like a lot of these shows sometimes you gotta get into the second third episode to really kind of catch what's going on but like immediately they they had me and i wanted to know why this dude was crazy and what he was doing and hold up he's not the museum curator he's just the janitor what's going on <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 from coming from a new experience, I'm really liking this, and I'm liking that Marvel has matured to a point that they can put out the content like this. Because like we were just saying, a lot of science fiction stuff and Marvel and Star Wars stuff in the '80s sucked terribly, but we took it just because that's what we have. Mm-hmm. Now we got a choice, and they have they have to make the content better, and I'm seeing that. To. And shout out to Drew and Johnny for pressuring me to get my Disney Plus back. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Right on time. (laughs) Gotta have that Disney Plus. Well, one one of the things I love about this show is that they they drop you in at at the point that you, if you don't know anything about this character, you're going to learn everything you need to know as you go. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I really like where they start with it. And um as someone who is deeply invested in the character and the lore, I love some of the twists that they're doing, some of the changes that they've made. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they address those changes later on. And do you guys know, um, they actually did kind of a test run for Moon Knight in season two of Iron Fist. The uh, character of Typhoid Mary was originally going to be Moon Knight really yeah yeah so if you've not seen iron fist season two um and you want to get more into the whole did multiple personality kind of stuff check out iron fist season two and uh the character of mary and and her origin in that show is i thought they were going to make her a female moon knight based on Mm. some of the things they did but um anyway jim your thoughts on moon knight um well uh, uh is it just me or can oscar isaacs do no wrong i mean he's great he's great man he's he, he just he's just a fantastic actor who's i mean this character has so much depth that this was a high bar for an actor and i just i feel like they casted it perfectly um the depth of disassociative identity disorder and when you go back and you research how that comes about, that it's a natural response of the human brain to survive trauma and to split off you know, sections of identity into multiple personalities. And, and it goes beyond that. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but it just it, there's so much depth in that um, that. <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've, I think I've rewatched both of the first episodes like four times a piece. It's just that good. Um, and I'm trying not to spoil it out, but I did not 
Um, so I went into watching this having read up on Moon Knight when they announced the show uh, that they were doing the show um, at Comic Con. What was it? Two years ago? Yep. Three. It's years been ago, a while. Whatever. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. been a minute, and um, I had not consumed any Moon Knight up until that point. But when they announced it. And I had a couple of buddies who were huge into Moon Knight and they got super excited about it. So that, you know, inspired me to go out and start reading the comics and start learning more and more about it. Um, So when this show came about, I was ready. And I just, I think they're executing on a very high level with this show. Trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to express my love for this show without spoiling anything because man, Oh my god. Well, and so can we good. talk about how great Ethan Hawke is? Just <sighs> Oh, come on. Episode come on, 2 really? was so good for Ethan Hawke. Yes. Yes. He uh that was the moment where I was like, okay, this has some depth. Like there's yeah. going to be like cuz I was really off about him. I was like, okay, he's a cult leader, normal cult leader, like mm-hmm. evil in the background, savior in the front. Uh, he's like a mullet. He's like a, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) so I I was really, but again, he showed me something in an episode and this is just episode two, everybody. (laughs) And he showed me something in episode two where I was like, okay, he has these connections that now make me think a little bit more about what all is happening in this world. Right. Yes. So I can't, I can't wait, man. I can't. And the overall, I, I think I know what's going to happen at the end, but I'm, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to just wait to see what happens. Well, here's, here's what I like um, is that so far the story has remained true to the spirit of the source material, mm-hmm. which is what Marvel studios does really well without doing direct adaptations frame by frame. I think um, DC has kind of gotten into some trouble trying to adapt you know, exactly the source material. Um, But what I love about this is there's still layers to be unpeeled. You know, we we've seen, we've seen Stephen Grant. We've seen now um, Mark Spector Spector. and we've seen the moon Knight, and here, Mr. Knight. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are only four of the uh, personalities that exist in Mark Spector. There's, there's, there's one more to be revealed. Ooh. Yep. And yep. so, yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to see if we see the, uh, the fourth altar. Um, but, um, and, and the way they've changed Stephen Grant from the comics source material is interesting. It's an interesting choice, but it really works for this TV mm-hmm. show. It ties into the uh, whole Egyptian uh, background and why he's, you know, how that comes through through Stephen Grant, and um, so a lot of lot of cool stuff there. Um, can I, I'm can digging I, can, this. Can I talk about one scene um, that really sold me on Isa Isaac? Is the scene where, and this is not too much a spoiler. He was in a in the at the restaurant. And he missed that date. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's just has this anguish of he's a vegan. And I want the steak. He's like, the steak. I just want to steak. And then he was like, he has no idea what a steak, like what steak should how it be prepared. He doesn't know the sides. He's just so yep. like caught like melancholy and caught with like remorse and 
Like, what is happening to my life that he's just like breaking down, even with his veganism? I, so, well, I love. I, that hold on, can we thing. can we go into a what if? Can we go to a what if? Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, what if Shorty would have showed up, right? And what if they would have went off on the date and they would have kicked it and it would have been great? How are you going to bring this lady back to your apartment? And you got chains to your bed and that's not a red I mean, flag. I mean, I mean, it might be it. I mean, well, he knew I mean, it was a red flag. Talking to the uh, the statue with performer. the sand around your bed. He, what are he you even, into? Yeah, yeah he, he even says <laughs> he, he even says that's a bit of a red flag, isn't it? <laughs> he does. What was going to happen? What did you expect? You was going little, little Egyptian kink going up on this thing. Well, right. <laughs> take it back to my crib with my one fin fish. <laughs> it was two fins at that time. Welcome Which, to my abandoned library. I'm not sure what is going on with the fish, but did anybody else catch that restaurant scene? This stood out in big, bold lights for me is he's sitting there and he doesn't know what to order for a steak. He says, I'd like a good steak. And and he says, uh, you know, I'll bring you the filet or whatever it was. And he says, how would you like it prepared? And he says, I, I like good. it good. Yeah. good. And, and, and he says, well done then. Well, and you I'm know. like, oh no, that's no. not going to be good. <laughs> but that's what no. you tell a person. So that is it well a done? Restaurant for 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 the first time. That's what people just on it. Don't. So no. so I thought yeah. it was. I thought you were saying well done, as in you know English people. No no no. no. Say, oh. Well done. Yeah. No, he's going to cook it well yeah. done, and okay. I just like. <gasps> no. But I think that was done purposely just to make all of us steak eaters be like. <gasps> mm. I'm having. Well, it, was, it, was, it was to show that he didn't know what he was doing. You know. Yeah. No. He was vegan. Mm-hmm. He was just—he didn't know yeah. how to how to order a steak. Yeah, but I, that scene to me was just so so fun good. and just so kind of telling. kind of the funny whole universe. But it was kind of funny. He references that again. He's like, when everything starts going, you know, crazy. He's like, I eat one steak and everything just falls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now here's the good news. Here's the great news. This really excites me. Is that the trailers up until the debut episode, all of the footage from the trail in the trailers came from the first two episodes. Two episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff that we have no clue what's yep. coming. And, and I love that. Yeah, that's exciting. I was mentioning to Drew that um the character reminded me, uh, especially in combat, reminded me of a Mortal Kombat character. Mm-hmm. And I said it was smoke, but you know who it really is? Noob Sebot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I want to see. I'm actually going to go back and play the game today, and uh, yeah, it's deep cut Mortal Kombat stuff for people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> deep cut. Mm-hmm. We just cross fandoms, just like no. <laughs> That's okay. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Well, guys, we could talk about this all day long, um, but we've got adulting to do, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. But I want to share some news with everybody. If you didn't see the news yesterday, volume two of my book series, Tales of the Decoverse, dropped everywhere you get books. And Amazon, iTunes, uh, in print, you can order it from your bookstores. Wherever you get books, you can get (laughs) One Night at the Roxy and... I got news this morning as we were on air 
that <laughs> volume one, which was originally released only as an ebook, has now been released in print as well. So go get volumes <laughs> one and two. Drew, are you having a seizure over there? We're we're having too much fun behind your graphics. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Again, I want to thank. See, now you can't do it, Drew. <laughs> I want to thank our supporters at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And uh, we are a part of the cereal box network. You can check out the other shows on our network, Cosplay Cafe, Ice Cream Queens, Cryptid Crunch, Case Files of the Geek, Gumshoe, and coming very soon, May 6th, Fanatic Forum. And uh, if you would like to add your show to our network, you can contact us at serialboxpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, connect with us at back of the cereal box dot fun and um i think that's hey, it guys yeah can i do can i do one last plug um, yes wanna, for icc one last thing for iccc yes um if you uh anybody out there wanting to attend the show uh you can go up you can see up here icnashville.com gives you all the information about who's going to be there how to get tickets where to stay all that good stuff for your listeners today if you want to attend um you can see our code right here ecpc tv if you use if you go to icnashville.com and use ECPCTV10, that will give you 10% off admission, VIP, and minutes, and any of the uh, convention exclusives. Um, 10% off for all your guests if y'all want to use that code. Um, be sure and look at the guests. Uh, look at the guest list um, and see who all is coming. There's some great, you know, Anthony Daniels, Ian McDermott's great. Uh, Julian Glover is going to be there. I don't know if you guys, if yeah, uh, he's kind of falling under the radar because of all the other big announcements. But if you've seen Star Wars, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Indiana Jones, uh, you you will know who Julian Glover is. And I'm really excited to to see and talk to him when he's there. But ECPC TV 10, 10% off admission VIP and con exclusives online. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to ask you to do that one last time, so you beat me to it. So thank you so much, Jim. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. This is fun. I love doing this. Yeah, you've been a pleasure to have. And um, Drew, wh what's up for you and Drew versus the world this week? Well, so as always on Monday, I will be releasing a new episode of Drew versus the world, and it'll be a special episode. It was behind the paywall of the Drew Crew um, paywall, but now will be live. The Carol Baskin episode officially will be live oh, on the nice. Drew Crew official feed. So go to DrewVersityWorld.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts to get the new episode out this Monday. Thank you, Johnny. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> All right, Sean, 757 Renaissance Man. What is going on with you this week? What is coming up? I'm getting ready. You know, event photography is in full swing right now. I'm getting ready to photograph the 420th festival um, coming to Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, but I, I think we'll have a show between now and then, but it's the 23rd and 24th. And uh, right now the show is kind of on hiatus because season two is going to have in-person interviews. Ooh. Very cool. Loving, loving that. So everyone check out icnashville.com. Use the promo code ECPC TV and um, 10. take ECPC that ECPC TV 10 
10 and take that 10% discount and um, check out drewversestheworld.com. Check out 757renaissanceman.com. You can follow me at johnpica.com. And uh, as I said, find us at backofthecerealbox.fun. And uh, we're going to close out with uh, a nod to one of our partners, Comics for Kids. And until the next time, friends and foes, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org.